I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Awakenings. And if you're new to the program, great to have you here. If you hear me in the background, I'm getting my decaf cappuccino using my frother that I love. This is my Haddon Eon, something like that. Anyway, so I have like barista-style decaf cappuccinos and golden milk turmeric lattes. I love our Wednesdays together. Uh, We're going to be diving in, answering calls, um, getting listener questions, comments and also giving readings. Um, that number is 347-539-5122 if you want to listen by phone. And if you want a reading or to say hi, that number again, 347-539-5122. And just please remember to press 1 on your keypad. That gets you in the queue. Welcome everyone that's getting in the chat as well. Please let me know how the sound is. That's different today, let's, so we'll see how that goes. Second half of the program, we have Leonard Perlmutter on. Um, he's going to be diving into his book. I just thought here, what's the title here? Your Conscience. I remember that. The key to unlock limitless wisdom and creativity and solve all of life's challenges. So you don't want to miss that. Again, call in number 347-539-5122. Press 1 on your keypad. Wow. Okay, so um, I've been having lots of energy. Uh, Uranus, lovely Uranus is close to me moon. Close to me moon. It's not an exact, well, I think it's pretty pretty darn close. We're getting close. Uranus energy. So there's a lot of buzzy energy. If you haven't yet, please watch on my YouTube channel, Soul Awakening with Michelle Mache, the 2022 overview, and also the 222-2022 portal reading that I did. Um, I feel this mid-month, right around that portal. Of course, you know, energy doesn't just happen on a certain date. It builds and builds. You could probably feel it. And actually, as a psychic channel and a medium, we read the energy before it's completely formed. We were able to see and feel, hear, taste, test, um, before it's forming, getting the heads up that it is going to be forming but also to begin to feel it forming. And that's like reading more psychically, okay, reading more from the 
soul connection, the Akash. Um, because what happens is these patterns begin to come into motion, and then if they garner enough resonance, the timing happens in the astral, which corresponds to our emotional body, right? The energy in motion. And so this is where you get emotional charge. Uh, and so it coalesces into the etheric. And as it coalesces into the etheric, then it's like it's waiting in the wings, so to speak, we say as metaphysicians. You can feel it, that it's there. I'm sure you've all had situations and experiences where you just knew something was going to happen or it was right around the corner, you know, or you could feel it. You just knew you were going to meet someone or this job was going to come through. You had a feeling about it. You felt it right around you. This is the realm we're going to more be playing in and living in as we download or upload both this new emerging consciousness. And, of course, we have planetary alignments for those of you that are astrologers or interested in astrology that are supporting this. One of the things I will share that I don't feel gets talked about enough um, is the shadow aspect, the, the un, sometimes unhealed but unintegrated aspect of us. I don't know if you guys can hear the the blower, my neighbor's gardener changed his schedule. <laughs> Years ago, he came at this time in the morning at this time, and then it came later in the afternoon, and it looks like he's back at this time. So if you hear it, sorry about that, but uh, I do like to keep the podcast in my daily flow, sharing with you so you get a peek at my life, decaf cappuccinos. When... Uh, air blowers or whatever they are, leaf blowers and all. <laughs> so one of the things that's really crucial right now is we're in this refining process of creating more from the soul, manifesting more from the soul, is to consciously begin to check in with ourselves as to what do we need to integrate? What are the signs, the symbols? What are the messages? What's showing up in your life? whether it's a spirit animal, an animal being, friend, someone that you don't necessarily trust, what does that bring up to you? Um, what's, what's happening externally and what is it mirroring for you? And it's not all negative. I know a lot of times people talk about the shadow as something negative, you know, unhealed woundings. That's just a part of it. The shadow part is also, can be where your gifts are that are unyet realized acknowledged, validated, understood, and therefore also manifested. Now, I see this a lot. Um, I've talked about this in some of my uh, soul-centered living groups and Patreon, oh, which I forgot to mention, you guys. Okay, if you want to connect further, do deep dives into metaphysics and spiritualism and shamanism, you can connect with me on Patreon, especially the uh, Soul Journey uh, group because we meet monthly in a metaphysics and spiritualism salon. Um, we're very interactive there. Um, and also, of course, I just mentioned YouTube channel and my blog, soulplayground.life, uh, mentor camp for quick mentoring questions, and, of course, uh, private sessions. Um, you can also go to soulplayground.life. And if you want to keep – we have some great um, 
offerings coming up. So if you want to keep in touch about that, just shoot me an email at uh, info at soulplayground.life or awakeningspodcast at gmail.com where you can sign up on the website soulplayground.life. Um, we have a sound uh, healing and interplane journey that's coming up in March. Um, I'm going to be doing again with Grace O. Many of you asked about everybody. Half I would say half of the people that did the um, interplane journey that we did and sound transmission, energetic and sound transmission, ask if we would do it again and let us know when you do it again. So we decided to do it right around the um, equinox. So, yeah. So with that note, you know, what I'm seeing for a lot of people is needing support. And I know sometimes people are shy or they don't necessarily know where am I going to get my support or what group. You know, you might be in many different groups, communities moving in and out. The main thing that I can tell you that is so important is this is not the time to do surface training or surface focus into spirituality, spiritualism, metaphysics, your own healing, you want to call it, you know, consciousness raising, self-help, whatever you wanted to call it. You really do need a program and consistent support to navigate the changes that are coming in and to understand more about the new emerging consciousness, how that's expressing and experiencing through you, how it wants to be revealed through you. Because as soul beings, we're in this continual unfolding. I was talking to a client of mine the other day. She's like, I'm in this unfamiliar area, but yet everything that's happening to her, not only she had an intuition about, but I predicted for her like six, seven, six years ago, I guess. The only part that it's unfamiliar to is the ego. And what it is, is right now there are deeper parts of yourself, your soul, more true aspects of you, more undiluted spiritual, psychic, psyche, soul energy. And we don't recognize it. You know, it's like even in just regular human life, everyday living, a lot of times we don't know what we're about or what we can do until we're placed in a situation where we, we have to do it. We don't know. And so this new paradigm, this new way of living is really the, about being in a constant birth process of ourselves. That is the divine feminine. And then connecting with the divine masculine in a very sacred way that's supporting our creations, supporting our extending out into the world. So that feminine energy is very encircling. It's very merging. And so part of what's happening in this shadow, you know, people talk about toxic masculinity and you know, there's, there's going to be a lot of rephrasing, renaming of experiences and situations and renaming even ourselves and letting the names be endless, you know, kind of like in Judaism, and especially Kabbalah. There, there's the unnameable God. There's all these names for God, and then there's one name that's called the unnameable, which is also in the Nordic tradition, by the way, Odin or Odin and weird, which is fate or destiny. 
And then there's also metaphysically the name that can't be named, the many names, the metaphysical axiom, from the one comes the many, and from the many is the one. So we're getting in touch with the undefinable aspect of us. And how do we birth that in awe and wonder that we're also in the mystery, even though we're creating it, but we are in it. We're putting this call out. It's, it's really changing the game, the experiment, the experience, however you want to term it. So it's, we're creating this, it's a much different world. Yes, it has foundations in what we've seen and lived before, but there's a lot of departures that we're not going to be able to yet explain or articulate because they're coming at such an expanded level of our beingness, and it's unfamiliar. But that doesn't mean that it's scary or wrong or, you know, not right or misguided. We're not meant to know everything. In birth, you don't know everything, how it's going to happen. You know, we have clues of what every little movement means or a certain contraction, but we can be fooled. But can be, oh, you're not having contractions. You have gas. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, okay. But so there's this reunification process within ourselves and our own body-mind system, the components that express and experience through us as our body-mind. What does that mean? What's the body that we're on, the earth, the mind, moving out of local mind into non-local mind? What is the quantum aspect of us and beyond the quantum, beyond what's measurable? And so it is about opening up more and more to that part of us and letting it guide us. And we become these, really we're moving from co-creation into creators, that we're co-creators. We're moving in from higher self and lower self into soul self, the spirit soul expressed in human form. So these intermediary steps, which a lot of people in their first levels of awakening, this will be very heightened. But there's a group of you that it's becoming more and more seamless. It's like the higher self and lower self are one and the same. I mean, it's all the same, but we're talking vibrationally and the way that you react or respond to the world, to the universe, the interplay. So it can be a little off-putting right now, maybe for some a little scary, like, who am I really? What am I doing? Where am I going? But you have to remember that there is a frequency of you, the higher self that's guiding and directing all of this. And so... Sometimes it's just kicking back and observing when it seems like you're not doing anything, but you are doing everything, but you're just doing it from a higher vibrational frequency of you that's beyond the local mind. Yeah? Makes sense? That's what's going on in the chat. Hello, Sunray. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, yes. Happy full moon. Hey, Jay Steinle. Happy full moon. Uh, sound is great. Thank you, Sunray. No, just oh, pray. Okay, good. Thank you. Thank you uh, for that. You know, I was doing um, this. We're doing. I'm doing a psychic development and opening the channel uh, course, a series. I think it's six sessions we have. And one of the things is looking for a certain sign or symbol that we predetermine that's going to confirm 
what we're asking about, whatever that is for the whatever the person is needing to know. And it's funny, I wasn't seeing my sign, my color, my what I what I, you know, in the class. And then, and I thought, God, I hope other people are going to know to see it. And then it's interesting. Two days later, I'm watching a video and I see it in the video. I see it in, in a picture. Uh, behind whoever's in the, I think it was a podcast I was watching. Um, a shout out to, was Astrology Hub or um, Nightline, I think, Achita Bhava. Anyway, so, and then I saw it multiple times. And then I had told, you know, the, the people in the class, I said, and, you know, you'll also see it probably in something in your house that's every day. And sure enough, this one book that I have, this color, and I, I hadn't looked at the book in years, uh, Love, in His, Love is in the Earth by Melody, um, amazing compendium of crystals and their meanings. It is the, I don't know how many pages are in there, thousands, I think. It doesn't have color pictures. I think they, I think they might have done a reprint with color. I'm not sure color pictures, but anyway, it is the compendium. You know, um, I do love my crystal Bible book, Crystal Bible by Judy Hall, because um, it has beautiful pictures. But if you really want to dive in, that love is in the earth is is just amazing. So I had to have a chuckle, and I felt this energy going out. And which was a reminder for me what I'd shared in the court. I'm always learning too, you know. I'm teaching it, channeling it, but I'm learning it as well and getting my reminders. But I was reminded of how, and this is the where the realm we're going to play in. But now, when I say this, I don't mean just every now and then or when you're doing a workshop. I mean living by this day in and day out. And you could, I could feel this energy emanating out from me, out through my aura out to the higher chakra access point. And then I could see and feel the message coming back, the confirmation. You know, we really do live in this echo. I know people call like an echo chamber, like, oh, if you hang out with the same people or, you know, you watch the same shows or news, it's an echo chamber. You only hear, you know, your voice coming back at you, reaffirming your and reconfirming your, your beliefs, you know, biases. And that's true to a degree if you're only keeping it very narrowly focused. But in truth, we are in an echo chamber with all of life, with the world, and with the universe. You know, I have a wonderful echoing when I go for my walks with animals. Dogs always come up to me, and people are always, oh, my God, she doesn't go to anybody, or, or he's temperamental, or... Um, oh, they usually bark a lot, or when I go to my friend's house. But I, this is part of my resonance. This is my serious energy, right? Syrian, star seed. But I have this affinity with animal beings and cats, whatever. They'll come up to, oh, they don't come up to anybody. I can't believe they're rubbing up against you. That's, that is echoing my resonance, my complex of frequencies, my my vibrational frequency, my wavelength, how it's manifesting. 
it's a, an important part of me to have this kind of connection. Same with children. I have the same thing, and I taught school. How can you get my child to do this or that, and I can't, you know, it just – so everybody has it, whatever, this is why it's important to look at what you're attracting, what is it showing about you, and what you're attracting, if it's of the higher vibrational frequency and you feel peace and calm and you feel good about it, you feel joy, you feel inspired, then you want to do more of that. That is your soul's message. That's your soul saying, beep, 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 this is what you like, this is what you enjoy, it's you. It's a communication, you know, the, the more finite aspect of you, the little self, expressing and experiencing through the infinite or quantum and infinite aspect. You're putting that echo out vibrationally, that measurement, that, that cycle of energy, how it cycles through. The, it's a pattern that attracts patterns that either are very highly dissonant or more resonant. Sometimes we'll get a lot of dissonance in our life to show us what we need to learn or integrate or where we need to grow or where we need to grow away from or move away from. Dissonance can bring change. It can bring disharmony. Too much dissonance is not life-enhancing. It's very debilitating, even for our nervous system. We want to live more in harmony, more with the unification aspect of our being with just enough separating out, not separation, but separating out, extending out individually. So this is one of the things that I'm actually going to be uploading this. Um, I did a video on navigating these earth uh, earth changes and the, the quantum changes that are happening with Stephen Wigand, and we did another video. I think I'll probably, I still will be out, if not tonight, um, uh, t- tomorrow. And I was sharing with him that one of the things that we have to not only realize and understand, but be in a ready or open response to is that when I'm talking the shadow portion of the Aquarian age, is, and I said this before on this podcast, is that separation, divisiveness, is cults, cult thinking, bullying, if you don't think like I think. Because it does the group, that Aquarian energy, you know, ruled by Uranus and Saturn, there's challenges to the old order. There's a trying to get people in a line, you know, repression, suppression, power over, being overpowered, feeling underpowered. Yet there's this liberation also aspect, but the liberation can be an overfocus of the unhealed rebel. If you look at it archetypally, um, the unhealed despot, tyranny. It has to be, it's unique, it's a new idea, but it has to be my way. So I, my sense is we need to start asking the how. How do we do this? Let's open up to the how. How do we all get along? How do we you know, how, how do I be me and you be you? You know what I mean? How do we do this? You know, that's the question. That opens it up to spirit. That opens the channel. What can we do? How can we do this? It's about really opening up to a lot of possibilities in our own personal life as well as our, with our, our individual 
soul tribes and communities, our soul family, those that are awakening in a similar fashion to us. And then how does that align or mesh into the, the greater awakening in all its forms? That's why this podcast is Awakenings, all these different types of awakenings that are taking place. But it is bringing a lot of, again, the shadow, unhealed, unhandled, unacknowledged, unrealized aspects of people, which also can bring in a lot of fear because the soul is saying, "Let's no, let's move forward. Let's do it differently. We've been in such a constrained state, you know, for many years, hundreds to thousands of years, we've been in this constrained state, and now it's about opening up. And have you ever seen sometimes animal beings when they were in captivity and you open the cage and they don't go out because they get used to that smaller circumference, even if they used to run, you know, or roam thousands of miles. Kind of like that saying, you know, or I think it's from a, either a book or a play, why does the cage bird sing? Well, we all have been singing. <laughs> and it's great to, you know, be in the cage, but when the door opens, it's also great to fly out. <laughs> you know, that would be, you know, but it's like there's a, there's a fear of leaving a certain narrative. It's, re, it's like the relying on the lower octave of the aspect of divine mother, divine father, mother, father, the authority figures. That if I just believe what I'm told, I'll be safe. I'll be okay. I won't get hurt. I won't die. I won't lose money. I won't lose my job. With all those assumptions now, all those beliefs, those narratives that were, you know, actually for the most part quite true. I mean, there's instances of what they weren't true in the old paradigm. But in this new paradigm, they're definitely, you know, not a true. It's a maybe, maybe not. So that is requiring people to connect more to themselves and their own personal truth and understand their own wisdom. And that's where that self-accountability comes in. But we want the accountability from the higher consciousness, which requires us to go into more of an observer position at times to let it unfold or let it be revealed to us. Because the higher consciousness perspective usually does not come from the thinking mind. We might think about it later, but it's this download you know, or uploading, if you want to, that's not yet revealed. It's in formation or formation. It's coming into form. And so we're being asked to, how do you read what's coming into form of the higher consciousness in the unification? Looking at you know, what brings the unification. So you have to get used to reading what's coming into form and responding to that and not what was in form. So maybe responding and creating from that which you can't see, but you can feel you're on the right track. This is going to be highlighted starting at that 222-2022 gateway. And I know a lot of you are already feeling that that portal, that gateway portal, the portal that you, the new gate it's an initiation, and you're being initiated into it now. So how you respond to this new energy coming in is going to be determining 
how you handle it, how you recognize it, how you're able to attune to it, to use it, to align to it, to flow with whatever you need to do. And I'll give you a little key. It has a lot to do with the subtle energy. Let's get to callers, 347-539-5122. Hello, you're on air. Hi, you're on air. Hi. Hi, Michelle. This is Kate. Hey, Kate. Welcome. Hello, hello. Thank you. I have a kind of funny question. I have a missing uh, package. I sent something to my family in New Zealand, and with COVID, they said it has to be express, whatever that has to do with it. So I spent $100 on this, just an envelope, and the Postal Service tracking says they received it, and they say yeah, that they didn't receive it, and it's in Oh, geez. I do feel there's a re- – yeah. Now, let's see. Did, it's not your – who you sent it to didn't receive it, I feel, right? Um, that's what they're saying. Yeah. Well, Somebody received it, though. What's your question? Where is it? Where is the package? All right. I think we can get into that. It's in... As in being stolen by a stranger or someone else in the family has it and this didn't... I don't feel it's in the family. I'm not getting... Let's see. Let's see. But I do feel, is there a storehouse or something that it goes to? Well, I'm thinking New like, Zealand has been like a really maybe, maybe New Zealand has a, like, they have to keep a package in quarantine or something for, before they deliver it. Who knows? Yeah, or like a relay point. Because I do feel like um, it, was, it was definitely delivered. Now, I'm wondering if they tried to deliver it to your family. I'm not, let's see, did is Kate's family have the package? I'm not getting that they do. No, I don't get that it's a family member. But I feel like it's on that side. It's on that side of the world, on that side of the country. So that's where the hiccup is, is what I'm hearing. It's, okay. not, that it didn't get, it's not that it didn't get taken there, is what I'm hearing. Okay. And do you see let's it see, eventually? Will they get it? I think it's going to eventually get to, yeah, I think it's going to eventually get, I think it's going to be like one of those odd things that, oh, my God, you'll never guess what happened or what we got today. Right. A month later. Yeah. 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 I do feel that. Yeah. Yeah, because the post office is not helping me at all. No, well, I don't know that it's at the post office. There may be an intermediary. Uh, are they in a small? Yeah, it's like I, I could go so far into this because there's there's sure. so many little key there's so many key um, little pieces to it. I feel, but I just don't see it with the family. I'll have them reach out to their branch and see if they can tell them. Yeah, anything. that's what they need to do. Yeah, are they in a smaller town? Uh, no, it's a pretty for New Zealand. It's pretty big, but maybe it's their neighborhood. It's a smaller neighborhood. Oh, maybe that's what it is. Because I feel like there's like a larger place that it goes, stuff goes, and then there's a smaller place. So I don't know if it's like an outpost 
or like there's a main post office and then it goes to a smaller one, something like that. And then I just heard psychically in transit, in transit. Okay. All right, Kate, that's an interesting one. Okay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I know it's driving me crazy. <laughs> Thanks. I'll keep listening. <laughs> hey, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. Hey. This is Cynthia. Hey, Cynthia. Welcome. Oh, I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm all right. You, you always inspire me when I listen to you. So I'm definitely Yay! feeling energetic changes. So I hear what you're saying. So you um, do. I guess okay. one of my questions. Yeah, one of my questions is, and then if you pick up anything else with me, whatever. I'm having, uh, is there anything about this pain in my left side of my abdomen? And I know you can't, you know, be a doctor. I totally get that. But is there okay, anything good, that good, comes good, good, up good. of why? Yeah. Because these kinds of questions, sometimes I'm really good at on air, but a lot of times these are better. Okay, then that helps. Then, 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 let's then, try. Then, let's see if anything comes up about it, the pain in the side. Let's try yeah, because I, I could use whatever, anything you pick up, period. Well, I definitely figured, feel it came out of the blue. I don't feel like it's been a long, like, something that's been brewing. Yeah. Um, let's keep focus on, yeah, it just kind of came out of, let's see. So far, I'm getting muscular. Like you could have pulled something or slept wrong, so maybe slight stretching. I wouldn't, I wouldn't rub on it, or it could be almost like a bruising. Um, yeah, I don't think there's. A, I don't. As I'm tuning in now, it feels like something that came on kind of quickly. Um, mm-hmm. You might have moved a certain way or slept a certain way. I would do some – have you done some stretching? Yeah, I try to do the stretching, yeah, yeah. What kind? What are you doing? I would do side stretch. stretch. Yeah, hmm? side stretches. Side stretches and, like, knee stretching and stuff like that. But I'm – okay, the one where you're laying on the ground uh, on your back and okay. then you turn to one side and, you you know, lift the knee up and turn and just lay there and breathe – could be a little bit of stress. You might be breathing shallowly. That's another thing. Because I feel like I, I'm not sure about the knee and the leg, but I feel that right. like side to side and working with the breath. Okay. Even breathing into it. Right. Slow. Like if you're listening to music or watching TV or listening to a podcast, just listening and then just letting it unfurl and letting it unwind. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Okay. And there's uh, nothing than anything else. Any Anything with my energy changing in the next few weeks? The thing I'm getting with you, kind of like with the stretching, the Piscean energy, Jupiter and Pisces, 11th house, wishes, dreams, hopes. I feel like you need to take it down a notch, whatever you're doing. You need to have time to slow it down, to breathe into stuff, to just rest, relax, sometimes meditate. Um, That needs to be integrated. It's almost like you need this recovery period. Like it's like when people go, you know, when you work out, you lift weights, the muscle grows in the recovery period. It's broken down in the working out. 
So I feel like, like, okay, just a mantra in your mind, this is part of me, or this is a needed and necessary part of me. Rest is an important part of the process. Whatever repetitive affirmations or mantras that you can say to allow the brain, you know, over overstimulation. Does that make sense? Are you doing a lot? What's going on? Because I get a lot of overstimulation with you. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, my apartment was flooded, so I've been cleaning it all out, and then I've been job interviewing, and then I've been going to the gym, and then I've been worried about money. Oh, well, see? Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been big uh, energy of, of doing, and I usually do all my meditations, and I haven't, like, the past four days, I haven't done them. I think that's where you're going to find that little pain. You've been cleaning and moving, and you're trying to get a lot done. So just do what you can and then go, okay, it's, it's time to just rest and just, I mean, I really see slowing down your breath, stretching slowly and just holding it, you know. Even, um, you know, sitting in a straddle position and putting some pillows okay. in, bet- in between and then just leaning into the pillow and letting there be a natural stretch so you're not even overstretching. Yeah, you've just been overdoing so that you're in this heightened – what happens when we're in this heightened – whether heightened emotional situation or we're doing a lot, our muscles actually start contracting. And part of it is to, to not feel, you know, we're like willing ourselves to go through and do something, which is sometimes necessary in an acute situation, emergency, tragedy, but living by that, and you've had a lot going on. You know, it, it's a lot of acute stuff. Yes. Right? That's yes. needed your attention. So now you've gotten a bit done. You need to carve out some time to replenish and renew. Okay? Okay. okay. That makes sense. Thank well, you. Cynthia, you're, you're so, so welcome. welcome. Thanks for calling Thank in. Thank you. Yeah. Beautiful example of the body-mind system. Hi, welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hi, Michelle. This is Carrie. Hey, Carrie. Hi, Michelle. This is Carrie. Hi, Hi, how are you? Welcome to the program. Great. You're on air. Um, I just want to call for an update. I'm doing really good. Been working on myself a lot. Um, I wanted to ask you um, if you feel anything career wise for me because I'm kind of at a crossroads. Okay. So you want to know if you're sh- shifting or changing career is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Seeing something well, else? I know I'm changing, yeah. but I have two things that are kind of I'm trying to figure out. So what do you want to know from me? Um, okay. Should I continue with my real estate school let's do that because it's been a hard time it's been hard juggling my time I guess is the best way to explain it uh yeah but it's something that you want to do well you're uncertain that you're uncertain see I feel you want to do a few things I feel like you have a bigger plan and so sometimes there is there are going to be certain things that you are challenged with, let's, let's call it like the five of, um, what is it, five of wands in the tarot, persistent effort. 
persistence. Like mm-hmm. I talked about, I think it was last week, uh, the four Ps, uh, patience, perseverance, persistence, and then preparation. So you're preparing for some quite, a, quite big changes. You've been doing a lot of the, inter, the mental emotional, but now you're in the grunt work. I mean, it's Capricorn energy. It, it's like, it's, you know, builder. It's earthy. It's, it's Taurus. Build it. So I feel right now you're not really able to X anything out. The challenge is is because you have a lot going on, and so you have to find a way to balance it. So I I feel like you're very clear and defined about your goals, your dream, your vision. But it is going to be – sometimes it is going to be challenging, I'll be honest with you, because you're going to be tired or too overstretched or emotionally pinched. And because you're in a way creating your own little startup in your in your own life, you know, you're bootstrapping it. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like you're on the fence. I feel like the I feel like the um, real estate is a piece or a part of what you want to do, but not totally what you want to do. That yeah, and someone someone and I were talking yesterday and, and we were talking about writing a book because that's been something that I've always heard, but I kind of have this like not feeling worthy and she's an intuitive reader and everything. And she was like, she thought that was my path. And I'm just like, I don't know. It's just, it's something deep in me that I've always had. I feel like I have a story to share. I just, I guess I'm unsure, yeah. and I just was curious what okay. you had to say. That's a good question, and I'm glad you brought that up, because a lot of people make the mistake. See, our path is not what we do. It's how we do what we do, and there's many things on our path. So, I mean, you can look at everything I've done in my life. I've always been, you know, it didn't matter if I was a model or an actress or doing healing work or doing YouTube videos or writing my book or books and then doing meditation CDs. Those are various things that express my path, express my soul. Mm-hmm. So the book is not your path. It's part, just like the real estate. It's a part. But I feel you Got need it. to get into a place. This is I'm reading your mind now, getting in there. You want to get to a place where you can do some of these things, like write a book you know, to some classes, travel, whatever it is, you want to get yourself into a place that you can comfortably do that. And that's what you're creating. Yeah. That's what you're building. Okay, so yes, you're your right. Path will be, yeah. Yes, your path will be sprinkled. That's like saying, oh, you're meant to have this amazing garden. That doesn't necessarily mean that's your path. That's something that's on your path. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay, I hope that helps. Okay, okay, thank you so much. I really so does. just do what you can do. Juggle it. Go within and say, okay, this is the this is the vision I have. This is the dream. Yeah, I'm just how do I like do this? The, the real estate. It just as much as I love it, and I I see that I could do really well at it. It's just a timing thing for me, and because the program's paid for, I've been putting a lot of I guess weight on it and I just am needing that confirmation with my own to intuition and learning to listen to more that I need to put that to the side because my time right now is just too challenging 
mother of five. Well, that's a different question. And but, I just, but believe me, if you can't, I've it. written a book, <laughs> and I've done other, and I've done a, co- a course, you know, daily OM, and I'm offering this course also through Soul Centered Living. That was like writing a book. I had someone editing it, this online course. That took me like almost six months. So if you don't have Got the energy it. for the real estate, you have to, are you going to have the energy to write your, a book? The time, exactly. energy, and focus. Yep. So I when I wrote my book, myself. sometimes I was writing eight to twelve hours till my hands just couldn't would just flop to the side. They were so exhausted, um, okay. you know, from being on that keyboard. So. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. I'm sorry that it was so lengthy, but you gave me the exact, the exact, yeah. Okay. Okay. I got it. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. You're welcome. You're so welcome. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. These are such juicy questions, everyone, and and, and life, soul situations. Um, This is a time with a lot of opportunity. But, you know, I said last week's podcast, Luck is preparation meeting um, opportunity, right? Sunray in the chat. But it takes a lot. I mean, even me, sometimes the things that I'm creating, the vision that I have, I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this. This is too much. This is too much. I'm just, I'm like, I'm burning out. I'm going to burn out. And I have to go, okay, go see the chickens, go for a walk. Maybe certain things don't get done. The deadline gets pushed. I have to do the bare minimum of whatever I'm doing, which is still a lot. Um, And I have support. I have four people working with me. And I'm looking for another. I'm looking for someone to help me, by the way, with videos, video uploading, and also administrative and assistant. Um, I don't know how many hours. It's not that many hours, five to ten hours a a week. Because I have things pretty streamlined. In, in my offering and what I do, but I really want to focus more on the getting the, um, I love it, content, conscious content creation, but the workshops and, you know, videos and um, e-books and the voice notes that I do for the people that I work with to, to help them and inspire them and guide them and give them the heads up of what's coming up. So I get it, everyone. I, it's not, it, it, as far as making things happen, but yeah, there's a lot of openings and opportunities, but everything is requiring a certain level of physicality, you know, and we, we, you have so much finite in energy. So you have to tap in to the universal grid, the source energy, through so breath work, through meditation, and rest. Sometimes we don't get it all done and we go, uh, you know, okay, I just have to rest. I can't do this. You know, I had Uranus dancing on me last night. I was like, okay, you know, and I just couldn't, I woke up, I couldn't sleep, couldn't sleep. And and then I had all these dreams, these very profound, prolific dreams. And then I said, okay, there's certain things I was going to do early in the morning that, guess what, is getting bumped to later today or tomorrow. And that's okay, you know. So, yeah, it's just an interesting time modulating and moderating our energy at this time. That's another way to look at it, too, this modulation. All right, let's see. Well, I think we have time for one more caller. Let me get to our guest. Hi, welcome to Awakenings. You're on air. Hello? Hello? Hi, you're on air. What's your question? Hi, what's your first oh, name? Oh, hi. It's a- 
Um, my name's Natasha. I was wondering if you could guidance on a move, mm-hmm. uh, where I should be looking for. Okay, what does that mean? Um, well, I'm currently looking at places to move to, but I'm not sure where. And um, mm. if that's not resonating, then I was wondering if you may be able to give me some insight in some um, discomfort I've been feeling with my back and hips, and if that is just mm. similar to what the other lady was having with contracting the muscles due to stress yeah. or just what would come up. Yeah. Right now, there's this part of the awakening, the body, I mean, it's always been important, but the body right now, to, to be mm-hmm. able to open up to the higher vibrational frequency energy, the whole, the, the, imbibe the new emerging consciousness, imbibe, embody, you know, opening, drinking it up and embodying it. So I do feel yeah. like a lot of yoga, stretching, walks, um, yeah. you know, meditative walks where, where you're taking in different environments, you know, parts of the environment. As far as your move, what I would suggest is you focus on the qualities of the people you want to be around, the qualities, characteristics, the energy, and the qualities of the place you want to be at. You know, because I can, okay. I can, you know, I can read, okay, you can give me a list of places and I can tell you psychically, intuitively, this place is better, that place. But really for you to know, yeah. Um, you have to feel it. And I've had this with people before, by the way. I've had people, private clients, ask me these questions, even like where their son should go to school. I'm thinking of one right now. And I, a uh-huh. certain place came in for that son, and they said, oh, the son doesn't want to go there. And I said, okay, well, you asked me. And then it, that the place they ended up choosing for the son didn't end up working out. They, the son doesn't like it, and they don't like it. And I, I reminded them. I said, okay. So we have to bring ourselves into the reading. So I can guide, but I can't make the decision. So I feel for you, you're still feeling out what's right for you, what's the right place for you, what best reflects this next level of soul expression. And so if you look at what yeah. supports you in your own environment, what's the energy, what's the vibe, what do you need, what do you need to be around, then that's going to help you make the decision and if you're very clear about it internally, you will be naturally drawn to that place. That place will open up for you. Okay. okay. I'm looking. There's, unfortunate, there's unfortunately a little bit of a deadline, so I am looking. But, um, well, it doesn't keep have to be in... the end-all. Okay, it doesn't have to be the end-all, be-all. Sometimes a job or location or place where we live is transitional mm-hmm. because we do have that deadline. You know, I, okay, I'm going to share yeah. and again, yeah, this is very important that you're bringing up because I'm seeing this with a lot of people, clients, students of mine, callers. Yeah. A lot of people are looking for the end-all, be-all, whether the job or the place to live. That may, that's not mm-hmm. necessarily happening for a lot of people. There's a lot of transitional placement, whether it's job, uh-huh. career, or place of, yes. So we need to all kind of relax ourselves and go, okay, there's a higher part of us that's guiding us, the soul, you know, the higher okay. conscience, if you will. Does that help you a bit? I hope. Kind of relax those shoulders. Well, you don't have to know it all. You it, might it be moving transitional. 
Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is because I have not found it yet, and there's so much pressure because I called in last week and I had that personal issue with the move. So um, I am looking to move now, and I'm looking at found anything. So, okay. Then if it's transitional, what will help your rational mind, the ego mind, the, what will help the beta aspect of you is telling yourself this is transitional until I – figure out more of what I want to do and where I want to go. You see, that's the part that the the, the left side of the brain, the male side wants to have it definitive. It doesn't like ambiguity. That's the the right side of the brain. That's the feminine. So a lot of people Mm -hmm. I feel are being challenged with this. Believe me, I was a few years ago, I was challenged with this. And then I just finally, you know, kind of gave into what I teach all the time. And like, you know what, this process, you have to take you know, bit by bit, step by step, breadcrumb by breadcrumb, mm-hmm. and you're being guided. You can't know it all. So, yeah, that's going to give you, you those problems that you're talking about in the shoulder, the back. Just take yeah, a deep breath and go, it, it's okay if it's transitional. Uh, that takes the pressure okay. out. It's okay. That doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong. I know a lot of people are posting on social media. They found their nirvana place. Puts a lot of external pressure because it's like, oh, why haven't I found my Nirvana place yet? You know, why am I not? Yeah. You know what I mean? Just trust yes. your inner knowing and that it's okay if you need to do a move that's transitional while you prepare or find a more ideal place. That's part of your path and that's okay. Okay, fair enough. I'm just going to surrender to it, do the best I can, but just also let go of the judgment that. with it and the fear. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. And keep listening. We've got and a great hopefully. guest coming on, and I have a feeling we're going to have some very synchronistic stuff to say about what we're talking about. Oh, okay. Well, care. thank you very I'm much. Sure. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Wow. I, yeah, it's this energy. People are poised for move. I hear it, myself included, but life is interesting in that way. All right, everyone, um, really excited. Uh, we have with us um, today, as I was telling you at the top of the program, um, Leonard Pilmutter, uh, who's, who's with us today. He is the author of Your Conscience, The Key to Unlock Limitless Wisdom and Creativity and Solve All of Life's Challenges. Um, he's an internationally renowned meditation teacher known also as Ron Lamp. He's the founder of the Reverend American Meditation Institute, author of the best-selling The Heart and Science of Yoga. Oh, by the way, I have that book. Got to talk to you. Um, that's an amazing book, by the way. So I haven't seen that in a while. All right, Leonard, hi. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for the invitation. Uh, by the way, The Heart and Science of Yoga, I have that book. <laughs> that, yeah, that's a great book. Thank you very much. Yeah. So um, let's look at, let's kind of dive in. Um, you probably heard some of the calls if you were uh, waiting. Your book seems a bit timely. Um, by the way, has it come out? Your conscience. Yes. Yes, it did. You, oh, good. So it's available Amazon. Everywhere. The, everywhere. Barnes Noble. Yeah. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yep. Everywhere. <laughs> All right. So I kind of want to. Um, dive in a bit to your conscience what is that okay we 
well, the consciousness, conscious, yeah. You call it the there's four functions of the mind you go into. But I really want to, yeah, if you can separate that out so we kind of have a working understanding of where you're coming from on that. Sure. Well, first of all, we have to recognize that the mind is our most powerful instrument. What do I mean by that? You and I cannot be having this conversation without the mind operating first. So a thought comes into our awareness, and then speech emanates, and physical actions from that. So before we can speak or act, there has to be a movement in the mind. And the mind has four functions that act before we take an action. And those four functions are critically important to understand and to coordinate, which is not the case at the present time. The truth yeah. is there's there's anarchy in the mind. And I'll explain what I'm speaking of. Mm. Okay. The four functions of the mind, of which the conscience is only one, are the ego, the senses, the unconscious mind, and the conscience. The ego seems to be hardwired to the reptilian brain because the ego really is all about the fear of annihilation. The ego fears change because it defines change as a potential threat number one, to its existence, and number two, to its control. Now, the ego Mm -hmm. is often wrong, but it's never in doubt. It cannot decide for us. It cannot make a decision. It's more like a salesperson or a lobbyist. And so the Mm -hmm. ego... The ego always divides everything up. In every relationship that we have, the ego divides it into things that the ego thinks is pleasant, which it likes, and it defines those things as good. On the other hand, the ego also defines things as unpleasant, which it considers bad and wants to eliminate it. And so what develops is the mind becomes addicted when listening all the time to just the ego to our likes and our dislikes. And we already know from our limited perspective, don't we, that which appears as pleasant isn't always good for us. That which appears as unpleasant isn't always bad for us. So if we if we give the good housekeeping seal of approval to every decision, every suggestion from the ego, we are going to experience a lot of pain, and that's what people are experiencing today. So that's the ego. Yeah. And you talk about this annihilation, because that is so much up right now, that ego, the ego yeah. personality aspect, is yeah. so up because of, there's so much fear of like. Whether right. actual death or little death, the annihilation. Yes. Uh, tremendous yeah. fear everywhere. Be- 
because the ego has been in charge of determining our thoughts, our words, and our deeds, and therefore the consequences that develop. So that's the ego. So, Leonard, what mythic, that's the ego. Now, I know we're yeah. going to do all four, but I have a question I have to ask. What's the, it, it, the conscious, I'm going to probably, I hate to say it, jump ahead, but I'm a little excited here. Is, what's, is the conscience what mitigates, there's something that needs to mitigate well, that aspect? The conscience does the conscience does not mitigate, but interestingly, the conscience is the only function of the mind of the four. Ego senses, unconscious mind, and conscience. The conscience is the only function of the mind that can make a decision. Now, that was really uh, startling to me when I learned that. It meant that every single decision that I have ever made in my life and every single decision that I will ever make in my life is always made by the conscience. That's what the conscience does. Mm. It is the deciding factor concerning what's to be done and what's not to be done, what's to be said and what's not to be said, what's to be thought and what's not to be thought. Mm -hmm. Is our uh, conscience based or influenced by our consciousness or level of consciousness, if we want to put it quantitative? Does that have anything, and let's say maybe emotional development, intuitional development, is that all, is that kind of well, the conscience, let's look at it this way, Michelle. The conscience has two capacities to make a decision. If the ego and the senses and the unconscious mind which can only make suggestions if they are loud and they are pushy and they are insistent and they create a tremendous amount of noise in the mind, which that's our experience today, then the conscience will make a choice exclusively based on the loudest voice it can hear. And that gets us into a lot of trouble. However, if we can coordinate the ego, the senses, and the unconscious mind to present their suggestion in an orderly way and then to quiet down in that quietude, in that still mind, the conscience has another capacity. The conscience has the capacity, like a mirror, to reflect super-conscious wisdom from the super-conscious portion of the mind that lies beyond the conscious, beyond the the unconscious. The super-conscious mind is the same portion of the mind where Albert Einstein saw mathematical equations. Same portion of the mind where Paul McCartney hears beautiful melodies. So when we can train and parent the ego senses and unconscious mind to gather all the information that they can gather and then make a nice presentation and then quiet down, 
then the conscience can reflect the superconscious wisdom which resides at the core of our being. And that wisdom, reflected by the conscience, will suggest to us the thought to think, the word to speak, and the action to take that will enable each of us in our own unique way to fulfill the purpose of life without pain, without misery, and without bondage. Mm. Boy, Leonard, it just goes back, you know, and I was saying earlier in the podcast about that we have to just step back, go within the meditation, get into the even observing, you know, that's a part of it, the mindfulness, um, and then beyond the mindfulness, opening to that super consciousness. It, it sounds like by what you're saying, and by the way, such a, the antidote <laughs> that's needed, um, that in this new paradigm, this new earth some people are turning in, this next wave, crucial, crucial uh, meditation. Absolutely. That ability, meditation that meditation ability, is a yeah. dire necessity. It's a dire necessity yeah. because it provides us the tools to parent our ego senses and unconscious mind so that the conscience can make the suggestions that we really need. Meditation helps us to focus on one object, which enables each of us to create a space between stimulus and response. Mm-hmm. In that detachment. Yes, and right now people are overstimulated. That's the reason. That's right. Well, they're not trained. The they're just not educated. Yeah. The only okay. the only thing that we have been educated to do, whether it's in grade school or high school or college or postgraduate, what we've been taught to do is to learn how to memorize. Nobody has mm. taught us about the value of our own brilliant human capacity to make wise and kind decisions in every circumstance by using the conscience Mm -hmm. as our guide. Yeah. That's so true. And and you can see it playing out. We're totally in that. Yes, we are. That's right. Firing. We're in the... People, you know, it's funny that people talk about some, oh, the reptilian, like, oh, this is a race. It's, and I'm thinking, well, you guys are talking about the reptilian brain. <laughs> That's the reptilian that's active here, not some That's right. You know, that's right. Species, it's it's, it's right? totally animal. It's totally animal. Not that the reptilian brain is all bad, but right. let's face it, around every corner is not a saber-toothed tiger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's the way we're reacting all the time. Everything is a dire threat. It's just not true. Yeah. But as Shakespeare says, and we all know this, thinking makes it so. Yeah. Yes, boy. That's a true. If you thing. think it, it's real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes if you think it enough, it becomes. Even if it's not real, the perception is so strong that it becomes 
um, lived as real. Well, the perception the perception is skewed by our conception. So we have these faulty mm-hmm. concepts in our unconscious mind. You know, the uh, software of the mind that we've picked up from mom or dad or grandma or grandpa or politicians or the culture or celebrities. And a lot of it is just wrong, faulty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so our perceptions are skewed by our conceptions. So we don't really see what's in front of our eyes. We see what we know in our unconscious mind. Mm. And what would be a, um, either a sign or a, de- a, a determining factor that to get some objectivity, to, to, to perhaps point out to someone? I'm thinking of some of our listeners and call-ins from the last few weeks that maybe something, there's faulty thinking, there's something off. Maybe I need well, to go, go within, you know, maybe what, what do I need to do here? What, I'm feeling like by what you're sharing and on your book, that there's well, a way you know, perhaps to see, yeah, go ahead. It's a, it's a, it's a personal situation. It's really very personal. Mm-hmm. Because the vast majority, I would say 98, 99% of humanity is addicted to thought waves that lead out from them into the world. That's why we are addicted to seeing, smelling, tasting, hearing, and touching through the senses because we are addicted to going out looking for happiness and looking for security and looking for health outside of ourselves. And it's reinforced by the culture that tells us all the experts are outside of you. Mm. But the best wisdom is at the core of our being, and we have been in denial. So the problem Mm. is the blind are presently leading the blind. But at a certain point in this evolutionary trajectory of going outside, seeking outside, and being disappointed outside, we realize, and everybody will come to this conclusion at some point in some life, we come to the conclusion that these desires that I'm looking for are really not fulfilling. They just... They provide passing pleasure, no doubt. But that's not what I'm Mm -hmm. looking for. I'm not looking for a quick fix. I'm looking for lasting happiness and fulfillment and meaning and purpose. Mm -hmm. And at that point, people begin the involutionary process of going within and seeking within, finding the truth at the core of their being, and then taking that truth reflected by the conscience and turning it into their thoughts, their words, and their actions so that they can create a beautiful work of art in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, there's been this kind of an entrainment to look outside. Now, I do feel the last few years, and definitely I'm seeing, I, I, I'll be honest, I, I I've been doing this podcast a while. I, I definitely noticed 
a few years ago, even before the pandemic, questions changing, people asking different questions and wanting the tool. Clearly your book does give that because even to your point where you said earlier that we're not, you know, we're not taught this, we're not trained this. People don't know what's the mechanism of how do I get navigate? How do I get my rudder that's going over in the external authority lane? <laughs> you know, the outside narrative and what is no longer serving me, how do I, what's the process? Even though a lot of people may be resistant to it, they, they're saying exactly what you're saying, Leonard, everybody comes back to. Pause. Well, Michelle, that's why, I, that's why I wrote this book, Your Conscience, to address this crisis in education. Nobody has taught us how to think no. critically and understand the power we have within our own mind. Mm-hmm. And I like what you're saying, too, about it, it's almost like eating better food to, to, to feed the conscious, back right. to our conscience. And, and so it, it does put it back on us. Like it's not something so woo-woo or out there, like I'm waiting for these signs. And so it's like, no, you're getting this information, this data, this you know, maybe wisdom, insights, from this part of you that you can't ask aspect from this ego level. I, I like that. It's very straightforward. It's very, okay, this is why you're not getting it when you're stressed out and running around. With the reptilian, you're in this ego portion. You're not going to get that. Everyone is inside. the architect of their own life. Everyone is the architect of their own life. If people did not desire the life that they are living, they wouldn't be working 24-7 to maintain it. Mm. They would make changes. Wow. So something you talk about, and I love this, you talk about the red flags, sometimes green ones that come from the conscious or conscience um, as a way of guiding us. And how would one use your book, um, your conscience, the key to unlock limit? wisdom and creativity and solve all life's challenges. Let's say someone is getting these flags and it, it sounds like it's, it's a mess. What is that meaning then? If you're getting those, let's say people are awakening, they're waking up enough to know, mm, this, I keep bumping into this. This isn't working. This doesn't feel right. This is too constricted. This is breaking something off here. It could, it could be something right too. It could be a green flag. What is that next step then when, when one is seeing they're getting these flags? Well, we need a philosophy of life, don't we? Nobody has taught us that we need a philosophy of life. If uh, you and I, Michelle, wanted to start a business, what would, would be the first thing that we would do? We would create a business plan. Mm-hmm. But do we have a business plan for life? Do we have a business plan for happiness and health and security? No. So we look outside for other people's recommendations. Mm -hmm. And people are genuinely uh, eager to share what they know, but there's no way that we can determine whether what they are saying is just hearsay or whether it's the truth. So the key is, once we have a philosophy of life and the tools, then 
what we need to do is to begin to experiment, not just believe, but experiment Mm -hmm. like a good scientist to ever remain the doubting Thomas. But once you experiment and you experience the truth that the conscience is reflecting superconscious wisdom and you feel better physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and the ego and the senses and the unconscious mind feel better, then you know that you're headed in the right direction. So there is that harmony or harmonization. Absolutely. It's all about balance. Yeah. That's that mm-hmm. yoga is union. It's balance. It's about basing our outer actions, our thoughts, our words, and our deeds on our own inner wisdom, our own superconscious wisdom at the core of our being, this intuitive library of wisdom that exists within us, that is us, having this human experience in time and space. You know, as you're talking, I, I just had this kind of little realization thought that even though we've been taught to be passive in a sense, and I'll, I'll, what I mean by that, even though we may be initiating a lot of running around, there's been a, a passivity or backseat to our own inner authority or inner knowing. Like you said, to your point, we haven't been taught or been societal. Uh, That's right. You know, That's people, right. Right? Because and- like, yeah. And to be very honest with you, uh, it's really not uh, it's really not a priority for our culture, because if we are fearful and we are angry and we desire, the only solution that we have that we have uh, adopted are what buying something. Mm-hmm. that takes me on a short little vacation. I could have a, uh, an alcoholic beverage. I could have a fine dinner. I could have a week mm-hmm. in Vegas. Uh, I could have a new, I could buy a new pair of shoes. And for just a very brief time, I forget all the fear and the anger and resentment and judgment and, and unfulfilled desires. I'm like on vacation. But... That's very short-lived. And then I come back, and and the pain just keeps on building. So those emotions that would drive that and perhaps thoughts, would that be considered a flag, a yellow or a red flag, like something's going on here? We need to turn That's the right. Yeah. Okay. You know, when, when when we drive the automobile today and, and we're going to uh, uh, a, a business location or uh, uh, somebody has invited us to their home and we are not 100% sure how to, how to get there, we don't know the directions, what do we do? Well, we, we, we take their address and we put it into our GPS equipment and directions come from that little voice inside either our phone or the automobile. And if we should uh, mindlessly make the wrong turn, what do we hear from GPS? GPS says something like, 
recalculating. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to do. We when we when we uh, get one of those uh, red flags or a caution flag, we need to step back, be detached, go within to receive this superconscious wisdom and then recalculate. Do you remember when Neil Armstrong was flying to the moon? He uh, the sp- the spacecraft was orbiting around the moon and and an astronaut. Neil Armstrong got into this small little, well, it was like a garbage can, this lunar module. It was very tiny. And he was hurtling down to the surface of the moon. And and as as that lunar module descended from the mothership to the surface of the moon, Mm -hmm. there were onboard computers that were reading all sorts of telemetry. And that information was then radio signaled back to Houston to the command center that ran them through these supercomputers at the time. And then Houston radioed back to Neil Armstrong a sequence that would enable him to skillfully fire his retro rockets in a certain sequence for a certain length of time so that he would have a soft landing we don't have that telemetry we don't seek that telemetry from within ourselves we just look outside of ourselves and all we receive is hearsay from other people Mm -hmm. yeah wow that's powerful i love that oh what a great great analogy and metaphor in that wow so we have a question in the chat. Um, what does the guest see for where our collective consciousness is heading? <laughs> okay, Leonard. I like. Thank you, Sunray, for that. Well, I, uh, uh, I'm not real concerned with where we're headed. My job, every moment, to the best of my ability, is to bring yesterday and tomorrow into today and then bring today into now now at this auspicious moment I ask what's to be done and what's not to be done what's to be said and what's not to be said what's to be thought and what's not to be thought How may I be of service? And so for that, I coordinate to the best of my ability the ego, senses, and unconscious mind to quiet down so that the conscience can reflect superconscious wisdom that I can then turn into my thoughts, words, and actions now in this present moment, knowing that if I can do that, I will always, always, always be led for my highest and greatest good. Mm. Like that. And that brings about a brilliance of confidence and an imperishable comfort. Yes, yes. Oh, I'm loving you saying this because I am... um, (laughs) 
as a psychic channel and intuitive, working with guides. Yes. All the time the message I got was teach people to go within and trust their intuition. Teach people to trust their inner knowing. Teach yes. people to connect in. Have people go within. That's right. Uh, so you're, and that yeah. intuition is reflected in, in the stillness. It is reflected by the conscience 24-7. Yeah. But we, we, we have to love each other. We have to love ourselves. That means that we... We can't take on too much too soon. If we're starting a, 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 a an exercise program or a weightlifting program, we've never done anything like that before. We don't go into a gym or a or an exercise club and start picking up 200 pounds when we've never done anything like that. It, it would injure us. So you start off mm. with just a couple of pounds, but slowly, slowly, slowly add a couple more pounds and a couple more pounds. And you don't hurt yourself. So when you start the experiment, and that experiment process of trusting your conscience as your guide, don't take anything on too much too soon. Mm -hmm. Start with no-brainers. You just finished dinner. Are you going to brush your teeth? It's 10.30, 11 o'clock at night. You're relaxing, you're watching a little television, and a coffee commercial comes on. Are you going to have a cup of coffee at that hour? Mm -hmm. Ask your conscience. It'll be a no-brainer. Mm -hmm. But you'll benefit so you're from saying, it. Get, yeah, so you're essentially saying little by little, no pressure, but it's just, and I'd like to say like a, Games like get to know this part more, integrate. That's part. right. Get to know this That's part right. more, bit by bit, bit by bit. That's right. And get used to that part. Um, I did have a question too that I talk about the um, yoga science and the um, the Budai. And I'm wondering the what's the Booty, the booty and the Buddha. What, well, the booty, the booty is just a synonym for conscience. That's the word in Sanskrit, ah, the ancient Indian booty. language. Ah, That's okay. why when you use your booty, when you use, when you use your conscience, you become the Buddha. Ah, you use your okay. But it sounds like you're saying everyone, to some degree, everyone's using their conscience. So it, it really is this tuning in to, you know, the Einstein mind, uh, non-local. There, there are so many names for it. Um, it sounds like that, the super conscious. Um, mm -hmm. It sounds like that's the key. It's almost like fertilizing the, the, our conscious, you know, raising our conscious. You're saying comes from this practice of going Absolutely. in, of, of that's meditation. Right. Oh, okay, I love that. Okay, and then in doing that, okay, everything else then comes into balance, is what you're saying. Also, it sounds like that's exactly correct. Everything comes okay. into balance ah, because okay. why? Why is it in balance? Because there's no conflict in the mind. If there's conflict in mm. the mind between outer action and inner wisdom, that inner conflict becomes the mother of all problems. 
So that's if there's what conflict in the mind, there has to be conflict outside the mind. Outside, Therefore, if there say. is conflict outside, which there is, it means that people's minds are contracted and conflicted. So the mind is the problem and the mind is the solution. It's not about uh, moving pieces on the chessboard. It's Mm. about updating the software of the chess master. Mm-hmm. Which comes in that now moment, the, the that That's pause, right. only, going within, only, only, that in only in the now, only in the now. Wow! Now you talked about the anarchy, the yes. anarchy, yes, of the of that's going on is, is that in the mind. Yes, um, I'm talking about the ego, senses, and unconscious mind. They're anarchists. Oh, like usurping the power. To, to well, yes. Well, they okay. they don't have the power to decide, but they have the power to influence. So they yell and they scream and they become so mm. much noise that the conscience can only do one thing, and that's to rubber stamp the loudest voice. Oh, gosh, that's such a great message. I hope everyone's hearing that. So it's the loudest voice. So that tells me my mantra meditation, the affirmation. So whatever essentially your feet, whatever's the loudest and perhaps even more persistent, that's what gets the stamp is what you're saying. <laughs> that's correct. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But that's good news so to know that. Yeah. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. I now yeah, I, now I, I can go to school on that and I can rectify that and I can experiment with a new way of being just mm-hmm. to see if this fellow knows what he's really talking about. Because I'll be very honest with you, I don't want people to believe me. I'm sort of like Johnny Appleseed. If you if I don't want you to uh, trust me, I don't want you to believe me, but I would like you if you are interested to experiment for yourself. And then you'll oh, then you'll discover the truth for yourself. You will own it, and that will be the truth that will liberate you. Mm. Wow, beautiful. Leonard, this is amazing. This is because it gives the tool and it gives the, it gives the way to be the the researcher, the scientist, and the science project, and the, and the, and to verify, you know. And the um, laboratory, Michelle, the laboratory for oh, all this yeah. experimentation, that <laughs> is our own mind body sense complex. It's an internal yeah. process, so you don't have to go buy anything. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Sue in the chat saying, very, very interesting. I'll be re-listening again. Thanks, Michelle and Leonard. Yeah, Leonard, this has been um, absolutely great. Uh, this has been really, gosh, I mean, I, no wonder you have a key in the PDA, your conscience. It really is. And I love the way that you're explaining it um, here on the podcast and in your book. It, it it puts it in the hands of the individual that there this is what's going on, you know, like you said, updating. This is how you update the software. This is and try it for yourself. That's right. You know. Oh yeah, love it. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. Come back anytime. Um, I really appreciate all that you're doing and what you shared. 
today um, is kind of exciting. It's kind of like the good news, you know. It is thrilling. It's, like the problem, it's, it's, but it's, it's the very solution. empowering. Very empowering, yeah, that this is the solution. And I really do think and feel so many people are not only needing this and wanting this, but have been asking for something like this. Like, how do I do this? What do I do? You know, what, what, what's – and also you're giving people something – proactive to do with the meditation, you know, an understanding of what's going on and then, you yeah. know, kind of make your decision from there. Yeah. And yeah. sort of, in front of so many people to say, well, I just sit and meditate, you know, and it's like, okay, but are you, are you using that process? You know, Michelle, since I was a little child, uh, uh, two principles have guided my life. Uh, first, uh, I've always, I've always looked at life philosophically. That's just the way that I see the world. I've always seen it, even as a child. But that philosophy has always needed to have a practical application. So that has guided me. My philosophy is that it has to be practical. It has to help us to live better lives, happier existences, better relationships, if it doesn't, I don't have energy for it. It has to have a practical application that you can experiment with and experience it in real time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Make it your own. Um, now, Linda, let me ask you, are you still doing the free weekly guided meditation and satsang? Yes. Every Sunday. Uh, Zoom? Every okay, Sunday. Okay, great. Okay. Every Sunday. From, which, uh, um, now, that's uh, 9.30 in the morning. Uh, till uh, one. Uh, excuse okay. me, nine thirty to eleven. Nine thirty to eleven. Eastern. Eastern time. Yes, and it's a free. Eastern time. It's free. Uh, people just go to our website at americanmeditation.org. Americanmeditation.org. Right on the home page, you click on Sunday guided meditation, and you'll get a free link, and then. That's on Sunday, and then Monday you get a recording that you can use of the meditation and also the conversation that follows. Oh, great. That is a great, great resource. Oh, Leonard, thank you so much for being here, and hope to connect with you again. Um, yeah, I look I'm forward to it. This has, been a, this this has been a very rewarding conversation. Very, mm-hmm. very, I've gotten very a lot deep. out of it. Thank you. Me too. Yeah. Thank you. You take good care. You too. God bless you. Okay. Wow, you guys, what a great tool. Okay, the book is Your Conscience, Key to Unlock Limitless Wisdom and Creativity and Solve All of Life's Challenges. Um, just amazing. I would re-listen to, to this whole conversation. So many kernels here, but this is, you know, looking at the four functions of the mind, the unconscious, conscience, five senses, and logic, the manas also known as an ego. Um, so getting to that super conscious wisdom, the quantum, really, this is what it's about. This is what it is about. All right, everyone. And it's always about connecting with all of you. I really do enjoy our Wednesdays together. And I'm just so thankful and grateful for all of you being a part of this and uh, creating this with me. Um, oh, yeah, Lynn, you guys really dived in very deep. Yes, really wonderful. I agree, I agree. Yeah, a lot of information. We'll see if we can have him back on again. But 
um, I would re-listen and to his portion especially. Um, again, the book, Your Conscience, the Key to Unlock Limitless Wisdom and Creativity and Solve All of Life's Challenges. All right, everyone, as always, continue to shine your light, share your insight, and, of course, keep awake, and I'll see you next week. Take good care. Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. Are you awake?